Chapter Thirty of the Black Moth. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Tara Mendoza. The Black Moth by Georgette Hare. Chapter Thirty, Epilogue. His Grace of Andover sat at the window of his lodgings at Venice looking down at a letter in his hand. The writing was his sister's. After a moment he drew a deep breath and broke the seal, spreading the sheets out upon the broad sill. "'My very dear Tracy, so you have gone again with no farewell to your poor sister, sir. I am indeed very offended, but I understand your reason. As soon as I set my eyes on Diana I knew the truth and recognized your dark beauty. I am monstrous grieved for you, dear.' I quite love her myself, although she is very tiresomely lovely. But perhaps she is dark, and I am fair. We shall not clash. The homecoming was prodigious exciting. Andrew was present, Dickie, of course, and me. Mrs. Fanshawe, too, was there, for she knew Jack abroad, and a monstrous queer old man, who was vastly fidgety and overcome to see Jack. Then Sir Miles and his wife came, who I thought quite agreeable nice people and Diana's father and aunt, rather bourgeois, but on the whole presentable. Everyone knows the truth now, but most people have been prodigious kind, and I scarce notice a difference in our reception. Dearest Dicky is gayer than he was wont to be, and more darling, and I almost enjoy being a social outcast. When Diana is properly gowned, as should suit her position, but I grieve to say that she prefers to dress plainly, she will make a prodigious, elegant countess. I have promised to conduct her to my own mantua-maker, which is very sacrificing, as I am sure you will agree. I know London will go crazy about her, and indeed those who have already seen her, which is Avon and Falmouth, are positively foolish. I make no doubt twill be very mortifying, but I suppose it must be born. She and Jack are prodigious happy together, it is most unfashionable, but so am I happy with Dick. So there are the pair of us, and we had best set fashion. Pray return soon, my dear Tracy. You cannot conceive how I miss you. I was surprised you went away with Mr. Fortescue. I had no notion you were so friendly. With dearest love, your sister, Lavinia. P.S. Twill interest you to hear that Miss Gunning is to marry Coventry. Tis all over town this last week. Slowly his grace put the sheets together, and handed them to Fortescue, who had just come into the room. These, from my sister, may possibly interest you, Frank. Fortescue read the letter through, and at the end folded it and handed it back in silence. Tracy laid it down on the table at his elbow. I began wrongly, he said. "'Yes,' assented his friend. "'She was not that kind of girl. "'But having begun wrongly, I could not undo the wrong.' "'So you made it worse,' said Fortescue gently. "'I would have married her, in all honour. "'In your own arrogant fashion, Tracy. "'As you say, in my own arrogant fashion, Frank. "'If I could go back a year, but where's the use?' I am not whining. 
Presently I shall return to England and make my bow to the Countess of Wensham. Possibly I shall not feel one jealous qualm. One never knows. At all events, I'll make that bow. You will. Frank looked sharply down at him. Nothing more, Tracy. You do not purpose. Nothing more. You see, Frank. I love her. I crave your pardon. Yes. She would not take you, but she has, I think, made you. As I once told you, when love came, you would count yourself as naught, and her happiness as everything. For a moment his grace was silent, and then back came the old smile, still cynical, yet with less of a sneer in it. How very pleasant it must be, Frank, to have one's prophecies so happily verified, he purred. Allow me to felicitate you. The End End of Chapter 30 End of the Black Moth Recording by Tara Mendoza Phoenix, Arizona, September 2011 Tara Mendoza at Q.com